I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. Welcome to this week's edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. Sean, we're lonely this week. All all Canadian editions, you know it's going to be bad. Yeah, CanCon at its finest. The CRTC is having a field day right now. I'm, I'm sure that I'll be in their good graces when I head back into work whenever the podcast comes out. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we've, uh, we've got a card this week. Um, you know what, for as awful as this card is, there's a lot of fighters that we love on this card. So we'll, uh, we'll have some fun with it, but the only safe grace is, is when we have some, some fans of or friends of the MMA analysis on these absolute horrendous cards. That's the only saving grace. That's right. I, I heard rumor that Thick Willie did an interview with one of our favorite media members, also a friend of the MMA analysis. Um, and he talked about how Thick Willie is the greatest nickname that has ever existed for any fighter ever. Um, that is might that, be a direct quote. Is that what he said, Brad? I think that's what he said. Yeah. Well, um, everybody will have to tune in to the uh, the TSN MMA show to 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 listen to to Thick Willie discuss that. But enough about shilling for other networks because we are brought to you by the Hammer Betting Network. Although, uh, if we keep up last week's performance, I'm not sure they're going to keep us around for much longer because I got I mean, hooked. We we went two and zero with the the Munich and consensus the week before, and then of course we put out a little extra content uh, last week for the for the big card. So it was inevitable that that we were going to go into. Um, the one was close. The other one was not. We'll 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 discuss that. Absolutely. Anything else you want to add before we hop right into the recap here, Sean? Uh, it, it's dumb because we don't care about uh, drug testing and all that stuff. But uh, hilarious that all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden it comes out and they're like, actually, you know what? You guys, you can just rehydrate with IVs now. This supposedly changed in 2019 and it just doesn't tell anybody. So just more of the, the Mickey Mouse-ness that is USADA and MMA, MMA. in general. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Clown show of a sport. Um I don't know, man. Uh, Who cares? Somebody said that, like, if you need an uh, an IV to rehydrate, I, I still think that the rules are weird. Like, it's supposed to be administered by a doctor if it's medically necessary. If it's medically necessary that you would need an IV to rehydrate, like, should you Probably really should be, be fighting? Yeah, but uh, that is this sport. Yeah, I mean, should you do something where you, you know? agree to go out there and get punched in the head for a living either probably not but for eight um... grand at the most you know for, for some of these guys yeah <laughs> whatever yeah so we will kick it off by breaking down or recapping ufc 284 uh there were some guys on this card it was supposed to be like a big deal i don't know did this did this feel like a big deal to you no, because I felt like it was an extremely top-heavy 
and then top heavy pay-per-view with some you know aussie new zealand fighters sprinkled in that some are very bad and some are overhyped and and that's that's about it so uh I don't know. There, there wasn't much. Um, it felt like there wasn't much media push for this one. It's tough when neither of these guys are, are big shit talkers. Yeah. And, you know, Mac and Cheese didn't fight anybody until he fought Dubronx. And so then he he was technically the number two uh, pound for pound fighter of, of, of course. I, that's according to a bunch to of. Me. Yeah, it's, it's that's, stupid. It's very yeah. dumb. But um, yeah, like in. It was it was an awesome fight. I think it was a a hardcore uh, fight fans pretty pretty awesome dream matchup. I mean, we we don't a lot of times when we see these uh, fights where a, a guy a champion's going up in weight, it's it's either stupid or it's it's just not as big of a deal. Um, but this one was was pretty good, and it I I think it delivered so. It was definitely a high quality fight. That's for sure. Uh, I yeah, saw some people level. going overboard saying it was like a top 10 fight, fight of, of all time yeah. and like stupid shit. Like it was, it was a good fight between yeah. two good fighters. Um, honestly, I don't care about the, the scorecards in this one or who's pound for pound number one right now. I slightly edged it to, to Mac and cheese, which probably means that he deserved the win. Cause I don't like that dude. Um, he, he annoys me and he's very ugly. Um, so the fact that I scored the fight for him probably means that he actually won, but I guess I could see the, the case for Volk. Uh, I think you've got to be trying to find a way for him to, to win that fight though. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I had no bets on on the main event. It was actually kind of nice to to just kind of watch it as a fight fan. You don't usually get too much of that in in this day and age where I just don't have money on any any kind of uh, action in in the the fight, and it's a, a main event. So um, I was cheering for Volk, and and when that fifth round came, I was you know really cheering him on to to get that done, but. Um, According to the rules right now, that's that's a mac and cheese win. Um, I do think we we probably should start asking for more action when guys are getting backpacked with a with a body triangle. I yeah. know, I know, like Lance has his his takes about you know, like you should never have stand ups. You know, you just gotta you gotta get up. But I mean, this this is an entertainment thing. Like this is they're in the entertainment business. If if you're stalling like Mac and Cheese was, shot clock. Go, it doesn't even need a shot clock. We just need <laughs> refs to be just like if you're clinching up against the fence, just asking for more action. And if he gives it to you, then he can stay. If if he's not and he's stalling, stand him up because we we. I mean that was a bad one. Like he he was was stalling and not doing much. Like he wasn't really angling for subs and he was landing little to no ground and pound he was happy to just hold on uh and and just hug volkanovsky we've seen it in some other fights um with with aljo and his patented backpacking i think he does a little more ground and pound but yeah you just we just need more action like it is what it is like i i understand that you know it's it's back mount it's 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 a very uh, good position, but you still got to do something with it. 
Well, the reason that it's a very good position is because you're supposed to work there because it's such a dominant position right. that you should be able to do damage or finish or the fight. Subs or, yeah. That's, so that's when you're taking this dominant position and turning it into a stalling position, like you've defeated the entire purpose of all the work that you did to get there. So I, I'm not a huge fan of stand, uh, stand-ups or, or breaks either. I mean, sometimes they absolutely have to be called for, but man, this is, it, it's becoming too much of a trend in the wrong direction lately and nobody enjoys it. As, especially at some, some high level fights. Like I feel like at, at some lower levels, guys kind of usually take some more risks. Whereas it seems like when we're, when we're getting, you know, upper echelon, you know, title fights and stuff like that is aren't willing to risk doing too much when, when they have the body triangle and they just kind of ride it out. So I, I think something has to be done. Born fucking Russians, man. I'll tell you. <laughs> Scourge of the sport. <laughs> the, the one thing that will never die. Uh, the other big fight that we'll hit on, uh, got to give credit to Yair. Um, just kicked the shit out of Emmett, and then when he got taken down, managed to find a triangle from his back as well. Like he's uh, he is the interim featherweight champion, but uh, he better hope that uh, Volk doesn't come back down to to featherweights because I don't think that one goes so well for him. But uh, hats off to him here. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of us have, have underestimated him and we're skeptical of him um, for good reasons, I think, in, in certain circumstances. But um, yeah, the, the body kicks that he was landing, he hurt Emmett like right away. And it, I, I don't know if Emmett really ever recovered. I mean, he, he was able to kind of fight back. He even rocked uh, Yair a bit. Yeah, um, there was that one like massive right hand that yeah. he landed that it like bent Yair's head all the way to the side and in that spot that usually makes guys stumble all around and Yair just ate it. Yep. I mean, Yair did come out and say that he was pretty, he was rocked from that uh, and was able to just get through. I mean, he is, he is durable as hell. He he takes an ass whooping as we've seen when, when he uh, gets in there with the upper echelon, but man, he's, he's got a game that, that a lot of like nobody really has his kicking game um, and just his, his, kind of all over the place striking um volk with his uh with his wrestling and with his uh cleaner striking i think will will be able to kind of temper that but it'll be a fun fight because yeah uh because yair can take an ass whooping so even if it is coming he'll he'll be there so it'll it'll be fun if it happens i hope it's as fun as the yair frankie fight that was, that was a classic. Um, that was quite enjoyable for many reasons, uh, <laughs> definitely monetarily. We will uh, go through the rest of the card from the bottom up uh, pretty quick. Uh, let, let's do these in like groups of three or something. Yeah. So no, we'll uh, just go. We'll just go early pre, like early prelim, then prelim, and that should be yeah, good. Yeah, I don't know which ones are which. I think the first three were the early prelims, right? First four. Four. You got right. to rock the Wikipedia, Brad. That's that's yeah. that's the best. Yeah, but then I don't get to see the the beautiful pictures that we've got. That's fair. Uh, how can I break these fights down without pictures? <laughs> you need it. Kicking off the night, lightweight division. Speaking of boring Russians, 
uh, Zubera Tugmiov comes out and uh, did as little as possible to try and win like he always does, but didn't manage to pull out the win this time. Uh, Elvis. Elvis got him. Uh, featherweight division. I think we all kind of said this one on the podcast, but I don't know that any of us bet it because none of us really knew who Blake Builder was. Uh, we just knew that Shane Young wasn't good, uh, but Blake Builder gets the unanimous decision as a little dog. Uh, Loma Lubumi uh, with a second round rear naked choke over Elise Reed. When you are getting choked out by a tiny Thai woman who doesn't know how to grapple, um, maybe find a different career. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, and Jack Jenkins, uh, I didn't see this fight, so I have no idea, but he got the decision over Don Shyanus. Uh, give me, give me your thoughts, Sean. Uh, tug me off won that fight, but I don't feel bad at all, uh, for him <laughs> losing because he is boring. He never fights and you can't feel bad. It's, it's not like he was putting stamps on rounds. It's, I uh, missed weight too. Again, missed weight again. This, this dude is, I still don't know how he's still in the UFC with how little he fights and how much he kind of fucks up, but whatever. Yeah. Builder, builder looked pretty good in there. Um, uh, Luke Boomy, I had her in two different parlay- parlays that that did not. Neither of them cashed, but uh, she she did her thing. Um, yeah, she just absolutely bullied uh, Reed in the second round. Just tossed her to the ground, snapped up a sub. Um, she's decent. Uh, I think Reed's just horrible, and uh, it it did get a little sketchy in there for old Jack Jenkins. I, I know there was two thirty twenty sevens in there, but. Cheyennes did a, a little bit better than I uh, expected, and I, I really needed Jenkins to get him out of there because that was uh, one of the under two and a half parlays that that didn't cash. It uh, wasn't really close. Cheyennes could take a beating. So they say. So they say. Uh, prelims. Jamie Malaki uh, took out the Argentinian Drew Dober. Well, I guess didn't take him out, but beat him over fifteen minutes. Um, you know, at least the, uh, the young fella went for it in the, the third rounds, uh, knew he needed a finish at that point and, and tried to get it. Just couldn't. Malarkey is decent hang around the UFC type guy. And, uh, we'll see where Prado goes from here. Flyweight division, Cladeson Rodriguez just smokes a dude who does not belong anywhere near the UFC. Uh, Josh Kulabau, uh, you guys were all on the right side of this one. And, uh, I went, uh, I went Melsic way. Um, but he got the second round rear naked choke and the modest Bukaki Tyson Pedro's manager couldn't swing this one. He, he got a step up with the short notice replacement and he could not handle the modest Bukaki getting all up in his grill. Um, beautiful stuff there. Plus 200. That's, uh, for some reason I wasn't on. Sean. Yeah, I think Wes was, he was the only smart one. Uh, yeah, I needed Malarkey to, to fight a little dumber for my under, under two and a half. He was just the better <laughs> fighter. He was, yeah. he was smart in there, grappled when he needed to. And, and the, the cleaner striker, uh, the Rodriguez finish was 
just just swarmed him. Uh, I, I don't know if if he, he's going to be able to do that against anybody that's that's all right in the flyweight division. But if he's going to try that shit, that's going to be awesome. Uh, flyweight fighters that that kind of do that stuff are, are always going to be fun to watch. Um, back to Sarian and Kulabal. Like, yeah, I bet Kulabal small. Uh, he obviously snatched that up. Back to Sarian was kind of getting the the better of that. He, I think he won the first round. Um, Kulabau just kind of like snatched that out of nowhere and you know props to him for for being able to do that um I, I think we were a little bit lucky because I don't I don't know if he'll he would have been able to edge that decision if if he wasn't able to just uh catch lightning in a bottle there uh and then yeah Tyson Pedro is horrible he has about four minutes of cardio and then he is just terrible uh the modest uh Bukaki is 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 not great, but at this weight class, he's he's got a little bit of cardio. He's got some decent striking. Uh, he can probably beat some some pretty terrible fighters in that division. Yeah, before the fight started, I had a bunch of uh, crazy props that uh, that were all four digits or higher that I laid a few bucks on, and like Pedro sub round one was one of them because even though he's got knockouts in his last couple fights, he's not a knockout artist. And like you said, he's only got a couple minutes of cardio. So yeah, uh, it's uh, back to the drawing board for him. I mean, this isn't quite as bad as uh, losing to, to Shogun and then the disappearing ghost. for three years. Yeah. The ghost of Shogun <laughs> and getting scared away for three years. Yeah. But uh, we'll see what happens. Main card now, <sighs> Munich, Munich should have got there, almost got there. Um, man, Manafield, knockdowns in multiple rounds. Obviously, the one in round two wouldn't have done anything for Munich, but yeah, uh, Jimmy Croup managed to, to hang on and survive. Um, so draw here. How, how do you feel about the, the draw? I don't know. It's it's bad because we always bitch that they don't do anything about cage grabs. But it seems like it's either one extreme or the next. Either they don't do anything and just like warn guys a million times, or you got Goddard in there that instantly takes a point. <laughs> I would like some in between there where they just they just give you the position. And even if you want to give them like half guard or something, like it doesn't even have to be full guard. They should just give you the position on the ground in the middle of the cage. And, and give you, you know, half guard if that works. But they just won't do that. They just warn you or or do nothing and just let cage grabs happen. And then in this random ass fight where there, where he didn't grab it before that and he grabbed it once and God was like, nope, this is my time. Uh, it, it is what it is. Like I, my bet wasn't going to catch on that either way. It's just it's just consistently it's consistency. It's just like everything else where we get these things that just never get called. And then in a random fight, they get called and you're just like, Oh, I guess that's what MMA is all about. Um, yeah. I, I had, I sprinkled half on round one in a field and half on inside the distance. And neither of those cashing was a, a bit heartbreaking. He had, uh, he had a bunch of chances, just, just couldn't get him out of there. How do we feel about the, uh, Derek Cleary scoring a round where Crude almost died uh, for Crude. 
He's he's put out some fucking bad cards recently, man. Like it's not good. Uh yeah, I don't uh he he I don't know. Giving Kroot round one is is pretty wild. Um next two we're both very quick. Uh not a lot to to say here. Justin Toff uh landed the big one on on my dude Porky Porker. Um you know, uh, a a t-shirt in the pool legend drops, but we've got another one ready to rise up and, and take his place on that 10 meter platform, ready to cannonball into the pool this week. And then Jack Della Madalena just buzzsaws Randy Brown. So uh, a couple impressive performances for the Aussies and those ones. Turns out running chin first at heavyweight is not the uh, smartest uh, <laughs> tactic. And uh, the porker learned that the hard way. Um, yeah, impressive from, from Jack Della. Um, he's, his defense looked good. Like Randy, Randy Brown came out with, like a man on fire, was throwing that jab out. And, and for the most part, uh, Madalena was, was blocking it with a high guard. And, and he just caught him. And... Dude has power. Dude has clean striking. Like he's he's going to be very good. There's obviously parts of his game that are are still quite a quite a bit untested, but that striking is is very very nice to watch. Very quick breakdown recap. Possibly the quickest in MMA analysis history. It's amazing what happens so. when there's only two of us uh, <laughs> around. Uh, so we are going to move on to UFC Vegas nice. UFC Vegas 69. But it's Ugh. it's not nice. It's not nice uh, at all. I mean, it is it is pretty hilarious that the week of... It was the week of, or was it like Sunday, that they put uh, Jessica Andrade in, in the main event of UFC Vegas 69? You know. After yeah, that... she complained about her OnlyFans and not wanting to have it and all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, that was that was that was Saturday. That was during the fight card. Oh, there you go. I, I don't don't pay attention to these things. But uh, Jessica Andrade in the main event uh, against Aaron Blanchfield, who is apparently uh, good because she's the favorite in this fight. Um, we'll she's get to the, that. She's not the favorite. Oh, sorry. Just a close underdog. Yes. Um, We'll we'll get to that one in a little bit because I'm sure the other 10 fights on this card are not going to take us too long to get through. Kicking it off, flyweight division. We have Juan Camilo Ronderos taking on Clayton Carpenter. Uh, No relation to Clay the Carpenter Guida, unfortunately. Um, also, yeah, they, they don't look anything alike. <laughs> I think if uh, if Clay Carpenter or if Clay Guida had a uh, a son that was as clean cut as Clay Carpenter, he'd be ashamed of him. Send him to the forest for months on end. Grow a beard and some hair, yeah, 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 yuppie. Um, anyway, Sean, break this one down. Who are these guys? I. Uh... I don't have much here. I got to be honest. Um, when guys have a combined 11 fights, it's, it's pretty tough. Uh, the Ronderos guy, you know, he, he didn't fight for like two years. I mean, I, I get it because of COVID he didn't fight in 20, 2020. And then he, he fought against David Dvorak and then hasn't fought since 
So tough for me to back somebody like that. Um, how good is is Carpenter? I I have no idea. Like this is, yeah. I think you're rolling the dice if if you're backing either of these guys. I, I know Carpenter's a, a a big favorite. I'll pick him in Outmaster. Um, just taking the more active guy. Yeah, this is. Uh, I I don't have really a side that I'm looking at here because there's not enough on either of these guys. But man, you get two flyweights who are borderline UFC caliber and the over one and a half here is basically even money. I think it's like minus 125 to go over one over one and a half. That seems how most of these fights go. I know that Ronderos got finished early by Dvorak, but Dvorak's actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we, we really don't know what Carpenter is yet. So if I was going to play anything in this fight, it would be over one and a half, but even on this card, I think there are some better spots than that. Moving on to the welterweight division, we got AJ Fletcher taking on Temba Gorimbo. Uh, that's just that's an awesome name. This dude doesn't even need a nickname. I don't know if he has a nickname, but uh, his nickname is apparently the answer, uh, which I don't know. I don't know how that works. Just <laughs> go by your normal name, dude. Uh, but what do you got here, Sean? Uh, so, I mean, I don't know much or at all <laughs> about Garimbo. H.A. Fletcher is kind of a weird one because, like, he, he really impressed me against Semmelsberger in a loss. Um, looked good, you know, early in the first couple of rounds. And then uh, I kind of figured it was just kind of a, a late notice. He, he didn't really have the cardio to, to survive in round three. And um, I really expected him to do well against Lusa in the next fight. And then he, he kind of got beat fairly easily um so i just i don't know what to to make of this guy i thought he would you know really grapple and and be able to take out lusa and none of that really happened um does he go back to that against this guy i don't know this guy's a he's got a ton of subs so um is 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 i don't know if you can even can you can you guillotine that uh fletcher he's (laughs) Good luck. It's going to be tough. Uh, can you arm bar that guy? That's that's going to be tough as well. I'll, I'll pick uh, Fletcher. He probably has to get it done early. Um, round one is like plus 275 at, at bet 365. If that if that's if, if you're playing Fletcher, I, I think you probably have to, to play it that way. Uh, I'll probably just stay away. Yeah, nothing on this one straight, but I, I do like that round one look for Fletcher. I think he's still a very dangerous fighter, a good athlete early on. Um, I mean, good athlete throughout the fight, but uh, it, it really shows up in those early rounds. Uh, Garimbo has not really faced anybody of note. Uh, I think he lost to Gina Mazzani's brother back in the day. Um, so that's that's not great. Uh, but one of the, the lovely books up here in Ontario has Fletcher round one at plus 318. So took, took a little shot on that because, I mean, that's how he gets most of his fights done. And I, I would expect in a guy taking, I don't want to say it's a huge step up in competition, but uh, at least a, a step up in terms of the level of athlete that he's facing. I, I think Fletcher might be able to find something early on in this one. 
now we're into the the millionaires. We got a, a former UFC title challenger taking on uh, a former PFL tournament winner at heavyweight. These these dudes have money, Sean. Why are they why are they the third fight from the the bottom on this card? We got think, off. I, no, I'm, I think I'm just going by topology. God damn it, you're going, going wrong. <laughs> I'm going by topology. I'll, I'll click over to to Wikipedia. Are these guys actually on the main card? No, there. You just skipped one fight where neither of the guys have Wikipedia pages, so it'll be quick, and then we'll be on to to fight right. that we know where the guys are. Fine, we're we're going with with uh, Nazim Sadikov and Evan Elder. Nobody's either ever heard of either of these guys. One apparently trains at, at uh, Longo's gym, and Elder was on the Contender Series. I, I got nothing here at all. Yep, yep. You got a, a Sarah Longo or Longo Weidman fighter, and the other guy trains at Nick Diaz Academy. So oh. this is a a pretty easy pick for me. I'll take the, the Longo fighter, uh, Sadiqov, <laughs> in, uh, in Toutmaster. That is not where I was expecting to go with that. I figured no. Nick Diaz Academy, that that's your boy. Yeah, let's... Should we find the records uh, if you, if you take out uh, the Diaz bros of, of guys who have trained uh, at the Nick Diaz Academy? And are you in throwing shade at, at Martin Cano and and the rest of the crew over there? And and Chris Avila and uh, <laughs> legends, all of yeah, them, all of them. Um, this uh, this is this the Sadikov? Yeah, Sadikov. He's got. A bunch of early wins against a bunch of guys that have like no fights. This is this is bottom of the barrel UFC type stuff. I if you have an opinion on this fight, um, I kind of feel bad for you because <laughs> that means that you went out and willingly watched uh, tape on these guys for some reason or another. But anyway, I digress. Moving up to the light heavyweight division. Now we got the rich boys off taking on. I mean, has there ever been a worse business decision than Felipe Linz winning a million dollars in PFL for beating a bunch of absolute bums like my dude Jared Rochalt and then coming over to the UFC to go like 0-17? Just incredible stuff galaxy brain whoever his manager is um but now they're both washed up and fighting each other on a shitty ufc fight night prelim in front of no fans yay (laughs) um yeah this one i i think so this open osp opened at like plus 110 and lens got absolutely hammered uh at bet online um Ospis is an awkward fighter, and unless you can really just take him out, he's usually in close fights. Like it's, it's he usually is able to kind of slow down the pace, you know, push up against the fence, have slow, you know, very minimal striking going on. I think that's it's a possibility in this fight. Like Linz, you know, he does have some finishes, but at the USC level, I don't know if he's an elite finisher. And, and if he's not, then I think Ospin can, can, can make this fight close. So 
you know, it's, it, it probably should have been closer to kind of the opener and, and now it's got pretty, pretty wayward. So I'll, uh, on, on this type of card, I, I think I'm with, with limited options. I'm, I'm going to have to put a small bet on the off. Yeah, I, I think I'm right there with you, unfortunately, in this one. <laughs> I mean, Lynn's, all of his best wins are at heavyweight against guys that are either absolute slugs or blown up light heavyweights or, or middleweights. He doesn't seem to have much of a chin, which I don't think is necessarily a huge issue here, but also doesn't seem to have much cardio. The only fight that he has won since 2018 was because he was able to take down Marcin Pracnio a bunch of times. That's that's the only win that he's got. And, and I know that Oft's record isn't much better in that time, but at least he's fought some decent guys and actually fought. Uh, I... Linz is on some like Khabib level shit of pulling out of fights. <laughs> if you look at, uh, at all of the canceled fights that he's had, there's like one or two that are his opponent pulling out, or I think one of them was canceled due to, to COVID, but he's pulled out of like eight fights in the last two years. That it's a lot of, a lot of gray canceled on, on the old topology uh, for, for fully valence. It, it is not a good look. Um, I mean, we're betting on a dude that just went to a split <laughs> with the ghost of the ghost ghosts uh, of Shogun. Um, but at plus 200 against this guy, I'll, I'll take the shot. Uh, I don't think that Linz is going to be able to get takedowns. And then it just turns into an awkward striking match where honestly, Osp got the better, has the better chance of getting a finish because He's the more durable of these two guys, and we've seen him finish better dudes than this uh, relatively recently. So there's a plus 190s out there at a bunch of spots, I think. And uh, uh, sorry, plus 185 out there right now at uh, some spots. And for Canadians, uh, plus 200 over at Coolbet, which is uh, not too shabby at all. Featherweight division. This one is is kind of interesting. Like in a in a fight full of absolute turds, um, maybe this is a, a slightly shinier turd in the old punch bowl. Featherweight division, Jamal Emmers taking on Hussein Shishkebab, uh, who hasn't fought in like four years, but I think might be good. I don't know, question mark? That is the question mark. Um I think the UFC does think fairly high of him because the, the fights that they, they were lining up with him against Joe Anderson, Brito and Herbert Burns, those are decent uh, first fights in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously he had like visa issues and all kinds of other issues. So yeah, he hasn't fought since March of 2020. So a solid, you know, almost three years without fighting. That's, that's a bit scary. Um he is fighting at featherweight, and most of his fights recently were were at bantamweight. Uh, he did, earlier in his career, he did fight at, at forty five, but I would assume Put on that his COVID fifteen. 
That could be. That could be. I mean, like I said, he hasn't fought in three years, so maybe it's just smarter to to fight at 45, whether that's his, you know, ideal weight class or not. I, I guess we'll see. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's it's a tough one. There's there's lots of question marks. Probably should go with the Russian, but um, I guess we'll see what what three years of rust looks like. Yeah, I no bet here for me. Um, this is a tricky spot to be coming back at after uh, three years away because Emmers is not bad. Um, yep. You know, save for uh, a bonehead move uh, against. Uh, Sabatini in his last fights and he had that dude in trouble. Uh, I, I don't know how well that holds up after seeing Damon Jackson light Sabatini up in like four seconds. Um, maybe that just means that Sabatini doesn't have a good chin, but I think Emmers has some skills. Uh, his other wins or his other losses are against decent guys and he, he's Put some uh, some wins up there against good guys earlier in his career. So he's fought a, a better level of competition. He's actually been in the UFC, actually been active somewhat recently. So I think this is a, a tough test. I wouldn't hate uh, people or <laughs> I wouldn't disparage people who are, are taking a shot on Emmers here. But I'm just going to stay away from this one. A few too many question marks for me. Speaking of question marks, I don't know where I'm going with this one. Um, There's always going to be question marks when it's a minus 500 uh, women's fight. (laughs) Is a Lena Landsberg fight ever going to end inside the distance? That's the question here. (laughs) I don't think so. Uh, (laughs) And that's why it's a bit terrifying if you're laying the the minus more 450 minus 500 on, on Bueno Silva um, judges are still terrible and women's MMA and all that stuff. The pick is obviously going to be Bueno Silva. She is better. Landsberg is terrible, but props to you. If you are laying that kind of juice and willing to do that in this level of a fight. You know what? I think I might have to... Uh, Are you breaking the rule? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I was going to say, I think I might have to scroll over to the old uh, DraftKings and see what uh, Alina Landsberg's split majority decision oh, prop God. is. Because um, that, that seems like a possibility for this 16 fight. 16 plus 1,600. I, I might have to do it. Um, <laughs> you know, I... I started to develop this rule where if you see a uh, a women's fighter at more than plus 400 by decision, you should probably take it. Um, she fits the bill in this spot, plus 550 by decision, but she's such a big underdog that it feels like you, you go split. That's, uh, that's the guaranteed money here is the plus 1600 on a, on a split decision for Lena Landsberg. Um, no interest in this. Uh, MBS, obviously, you know, journalists should be careful around her. That's that's all I'll say with those initials. Um, but yeah, she is not minus five hundred good, uh, even though she trains out of the same camp as Dubron. 
Uh, main card that was that was the prelim headliner. Main card is kind of <laughs> full of of hilarious fights, so I I can't be too mad at this. Um, I'm personally there's a, a rock home game this weekend, so I will be at that rather than than watching this main card live. But I'm kind of looking forward to to catching up on it and and seeing what hilarious shit happens in fights such as the lightweight battle between the UFC's all-time fights and wins leader, Jimmy fucking Miller, taking on Alex Hernandez. Uh, I was talking talking with our boy Magic in the DMs, and I said that I thought that Alexander the Great – died from like malaria or some shit i didn't think he died by jimmy fucking miller sean but that's what's about to happen here am i right or am i right it's it's possible i don't think it's the likeliest possibility (laughs) um what we know from from hernandez is if he he brings the heat in in round one if if you can withstand the heat then it's it's troublesome um Miller is 39. I, I know he hasn't been finished uh, and really finished early. Uh, I mean, he, he hasn't been finished since Dubronx in 2018. Dubronx. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Uh, but he, he is 39. He is taking damage in, in a decent amount of these fights. Uh, Hernandez is still a, a decent fighter in, in round one. So I, I do think Hernandez probably gets him out of there. If he doesn't, Jimmy fucking Miller is is going to take over this fight and possibly strangle uh, Alex Hernandez uh, out. So I, I'm leaning to the under two and a half. It's about minus 180, minus 170. Uh, I'm probably going to have that in a parlay. Um, I kind of covers myself with the, the Hernandez early or the Jimmy Miller mid to, to early late. Um I, I kind of think that's the way it goes. The, the pick is going to be Hernandez to to get Jimmy Miller out of there. But the old man has surprised me uh, recently. So who knows? Maybe he does it again. Jimmy Miller is one of the few remaining money trains out there. If you like betting on the old men, he, he just he just finds a way to to pull it off every time. And Alex Hernandez, six career losses. Billy Q, round two. Renato Moicano, round two. Drew Dober, round two. Donald Cerrone, round two. Sean, do you do you see where I'm going with this one? What is Jim Miller round two, Brad? At most places, plus eleven hundred. It's not bad. No, not bad. Uh, I I found a little plus eleven eighty out there. Um, I'll I'll take some of that. Uh, I've I've got a few round props in this one that are that are all uh, round robin together. Just uh, I think they're so ridiculous that a dollar on the four of them uh, turns into fourteen grand. So <laughs> I'm not expecting that to hit, uh, but we'll see how it goes. But. Jimmy Miller is going to survive. Uh, Alex Hernandez ain't no Dubronx. He, he's he's not going to hit him with the the Dan Hooker IV knee. Um, he's uh, he might land some stuff. 
But he also seems to be in that mindset where he knows that the gas tank's a problem and he holds back a little bit or he tries to go to the grappling a little bit and it, it backfires. So I think uh, he's going to tire himself out. And Jim Miller's got quite a few round two finishes lately as well. He's uh, the old man now that he's dealt with the Lyme disease. He knows how to pace himself. He's going to get it done. I, I, I like me some Jimmy Miller in this one. I, honestly, I might even play him straight here, but uh, definitely hitting that round two prop because that would be hilarious. Will be hilarious, I should say. Light heavyweight division, continuing the trend of friends of the MMA analysis. Thick Willie Knight taking on the skinny pole, Marcin Pracnio. Um, if Willie doesn't do it here, He's never going to do it, Sean. It's it's got to be the time, right? It has to be the time. I'm I'm honestly surprised that he. I mean, the, everybody wants to fight, so maybe I shouldn't be surprised uh, that That's he's true. back in there. They're giving him a shot. I mean, Pracnio is, is there. There is a path there. Uh, Linz was obviously able to take Pracnio down and and get some good top control. I think that's that's the way that that Thick Willie's going to have to to do the job here. It's it's been a tough two fights for the thickness. Um, I don't I hope... don't be down on the thickness. Be down with the thickness, ah, Sean. I know, Fine. I know, I know. It's it's making me question the thickness, which is is a sad uh, sad time. But I'll I'll be pulling for for thick Willie. Um, Practicing out is is still that guy. He is not that good. Let's just uh, let's just hope that that the the thickness is in full effect on Saturday. Is there a weirder UFC result since COVID started than Pracniao getting the decision, like winning a decision, like not just getting a decision, but winning a decision over Khalil Roundtree? That fight still, like, I don't know who possessed Khalil Roundtree in that fight, but (laughs) that did not seem like uh, the real Khalil Roundtree. No, that's, uh, that was something special, but... You know what? I, I don't think that Thick Willie is going to run into the same issues that he did against Devin Clark and, and Max Grishin, who are guys that, you know, they, they still got it in the third rounds. Pracniao doesn't have much of anything past the first, doesn't have a great chin. I mean, you know, he's getting taken down and controlled by Felipe Linz. If, if the thickness gets on top of him, he might never get up, even after the bell rings. He's just flattened. He's stuck there forever. Um, <laughs> or he might just get mushroom stamped right out the gate. So I think Thick Willie's got multiple ways to get this done. The most likely to me, takedown and, and some of that uh, hog-assisted ground and pounds where you got gravity working with you. Uh, and I think he can get Pracnia out of there. So I like Thick Willie. There's still, uh, again, going back to the Canadian books, Cool Bet uh, still has him at even money. So the uh, the one fi- one place you can still find a, a plus symbol beside Thick Willie. But Lance and I talked about this one. We were on the same page. Thick Willie inside the distance. There's a couple plus 200s out there. 
a couple plus 190s and 180s uh, if you find the right spots. That is going to be this week's Munich. Didn't go so well for us last week. Should have, but bounce didn't. Got to bounce back. I mean, what, 763 and, and 3 after last week? I mean, you can't win them all. Can't win them all, Sean. Um, heavyweights, we're, we're keeping it. <laughs> I mean, just keeping it in the upper echelons for uh, for this card. Uh, Jamal Pogo taking on my boy, the misplaced Armenian from the Midwest, Carbo Parisian. Uh, you know, what I do like about this is Thick Willie, he laid off the Carbos for this one, and he's back down at 205 which I think bodes very well for him. Uh, but Carbo, he needs to load up on the, the Carbos. Get, hit that heavyweight limit and make sure he brings the weight advantage into this fight as much as possible because he certainly will not be the more athletic fighter in this one. Sean, thoughts? Two and a half juice to the over. That is what we're dealing with <laughs> with the third fight from the top here. Um I, I don't know what to say. These are this is very bad. This is very low level heavyweight. Um, the Carbo is 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 proven that he is not very good. But this is still low level heavyweights, and one guy is plus two hundred. I will probably pick the Carbo in Toutmaster. Wow, that's uh, that's ballsy. That's, is that's, it? I think so. Is, is I don't know. Is Pogo good? I, none of them are good. Exactly. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, it's hard to have an opinion on this. <laughs> That's how bad it is. That, that probably means that you should lean in the direction of, of Carbo. Um, what's, the, uh, what's the Carbo decision line here? It's got to be like four... Okay. I I doubt it. Uh, oh, it is. You know, you're looking like 450, 500 some places. Yeah. Um, damn. Could could see that. When um, over two and a half is, is minus to 130. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, sometimes, you know, I, I don't advise doing too much math because I don't want <laughs> our listeners to hurt their brains. But sometimes... Some things are just weird. Like this fight should go the distance. It's basically even money to to go the distance, and there's a guy that's plus five hundred to win by decision. So two not good heavyweights who have never beaten a good fighter and have lost to anyone decent that they've fought. Um. Yeah, might might be worth the shot there. You might have talked me into that one, Sean. Oh God! <laughs> I know you weren't trying to, but uh, you you might have talked me into it anyway. Uh, definitely, definitely going Carbo as far as the uh, the Tout Master goes in this one. I we haven't done a Tout Master update in a while. We're not going to do it this week. Uh, I think I might be in dead last because I have had the shittiest start to uh, a UFC betting year that I have ever had. I've been doing this for a while, but uh, 
We'll, we'll do that later in the year once I've caught back up. We'll, we'll see. Co-main event time. I'm not sure if the folks are ready for this one. <laughs> oh, my God. We got a big co-main event on tap. Light heavyweight division. Tough loser, Zach Pauga, dropping down from heavyweight, where he got knocked out by Kamaru Usman's brother, who doesn't know how to throw a punch. And he's taking on the Beverly Hills Ninja, who's coming up from middleweight. This is this is a banger. It's it's a banger, right, Sean? Yeah, I mean it's it's co-main event material if uh, if that's what you're looking for. Um, yeah, like like Paga was was a minus three hundred favorite against Usman. Uh, he looked decent uh, until he got caught. That's that's dumb low level heavyweight stuff. Uh, so he obviously is a light heavyweight. Like he wasn't. He's not a natural heavyweight. He just did that for for tough so uh he's back at a the proper weight class beverly hills ninja is is not good he's got about three minutes of cardio i would say uh it, it might i don't know all of a sudden he's turned into this grappler he's trying to grapple all of a sudden and i don't i think that's gonna be worse on his cardio um i don't know like what what's what's Pauga round two like that's that's the kind of stuff that uh that you kind of want in in some okay, situation yeah. like this, like it's it's a plus yeah, six hundred is six hundred. Like yeah. yeah, it's not it's not amazing, especially because the Beverly Hills Ninja could easily just get knocked the fuck out in a couple minutes. Um, he's not good. I'll pick Baga, but uh, not betting this. It's a terrible fight. Um, I'm going the other way. Oh, Baga is has shown me nothing. I didn't watch his season of the ultimate fighter. So I'm not like Wes where I'm, I'm swayed by some shitty performances in a tough house over even shittier fighters. <laughs> he weighed like what? 240 something pounds going into that tough finale already had a bad chin there. Now he's dropping down to two Oh five chins going to be even worse. The Beverly Hills Ninja is going to be so much faster than him that he is going to look like an actual ninja and not just a a fat Chris Farley ninja. I'm taking the Beverly Hills Ninja. I'm going to take him in round one. Uh, I I sent you uh, that line earlier today. What was it? 654? Yeah. Plus 654 for the Beverly Hills Ninja in round one. When his money line is plus 230, I mean, the dude only finishes people in round one. That, that's all he knows how to do. He doesn't have any cardio. So I think this is the spot. He's seen this dude on tough. He's seen that he doesn't have any power. And this is a spot where he gets back to his striking. And uh, going to be easy work for the ninja. Uh, we're we're gonna go half unit on the uh, the round one for for Beverly Hills in this one, and that's gonna right all of the wrongs that I have earlier in this card. And then finally, we get to the main event, highly anticipated fight in the women's flyweight division, made four days ago. 
between Jessica Andrade and Aaron Blanchfield. And before we get into the breakdown, I've I've got to call out another Aaron. Not the one we talked about earlier. He's still in the good books because he got uh, got the chat with Thick Willie. But uh, former co-host of or guest host of the show, yes. Aaron Watershow, he was talking about how nobody told him that Aaron Blanchfield was hot. And like, I'm not one to disparage anybody. If you've listened to this podcast, you know I am as fair and impartial as it comes. But Aaron, dude, what are you thinking? What's going on? Do, do we need to send out a search party to San Diego? Like, come on. The man has his type, I guess. <laughs> uh, anyway, we've got uh, a relatively closely lined fight here. I, I know that the hype on on Blanchfield is is big, but you're going from fighting the uh, the Molly McCanns and J.J. Aldrich's of the world, to now you're you're stepping up and you're actually fighting somebody that you can't just do whatever you want to. So, Sean, does uh, does Blanchfield have it in her to take out Jessica Andrade, even a short notice Jessica Andrade? I don't know. This is going to be a pretty big test. Um, if you look at that J.J. Aldrich fight, I mean, Aldrich, I think, won round one. Uh, against her and then she was able to you know just out muscle Aldrich and and then took her out on the ground I have a tough time seeing her being able to bully uh, Jessica Andrade especially early Um, Aldrich was was able to kind of outstrike her on the feet early I I don't think that uh, Aaron Blanchfield has the the grit that uh, that old Lauren Murphy has so if, if she gets hit by some of those shots that, that Andrade was throwing in that fight, it, it's going to be a rough night for her. Um, to me, this this just seems like a kind of people jumping on the hype train. I mean, she, she was she was um, the underdog in, in the Miranda Maverick fight. And I know people were kind of hyped up uh, on, on Miranda Maverick. And then she beats her there, looked really good in it. And then obviously is a huge favorite against Aldrich looked bad early and then got it done. And then she obviously squashed meatball Molly because meatball Molly is not good. Um, so I, I don't know if it's just like people that like barstool just think all of a sudden, <laughs> just cause you squash meatball Molly that you're good or something like that. But very surprised by this line surprised that it's, continuing to continuing to move closer to to uh just closer and closer um i'm gonna be betting andrage unfortunately i i wish her 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 money line keeps coming down and her inside the distance just stays the same uh they they're kind of smart in that way because i do think andrage probably has to get her out uh, out of there um somewhat early um I really like the under. Under four and a half is like minus 200, I think. Minus 195. I think I'm going to be putting that in, in the Hernandez and and uh, and uh, what's his name? Jim Miller under two and a half. Uh, but I'll obviously be on Andrade as well. 
minus 129 at, at bet online i think you gotta you gotta take the um the more proven fighter who's been in a bunch of title fights a lot of five round fights there's there's still question marks i i understand there is some hype on on blanchfield but there's a lot of question marks and she's going in there with somebody who is going to test those question marks. I get where you're going with the under there, but you're, you're aware that Blanchfield went to decision against Kay Hansen and Sarah Alpar, right? That was, that was only three rounds. And uh-huh. my thoughts are if, if Blanchfield is going to win, she is going to have to grapple and that's, should tire out uh, Andrade late in the fight, and then she can grab a sub. That that's kind of my thinking there. Okay, okay, All right. I just just wanted to make sure. Yeah, no, um, sure. yeah it it's Jessica Andrade for me. Um, I mean, I I'm not too concerned about the cardio in this part in this fight. Um, has Blanchfield, even in her uh, Invicta days, ever gone five rounds? I did not check that out. I imagine she probably felt fought for an Invicta belt before. Do they have championships in Invicta? I, I don't know. Is that uh, is that? I'm I'm actually clicking through right now, and she was only in three round fights. She has never been in a five round fight before. I yep. mean, I I don't think that she has bad cardio. I mean, we've generally seen her get stronger in fights as they've gone but Jessica Andrade also doesn't have bad cardio I mean look back to what she was doing to Rose in the third round of uh, of their rematch like she knows how to fight across five rounds um, I know this is short notice but man this is this is a massive step up this is a, a leap up a mountainside for Aaron Blanchfield. And this is the first time that really she is going to be physically outgunned in a fight. And it's always interesting to see how fighters deal with that. But they're going to exchange and Andrade is going to hit way harder. They're going to lock up and Andrade is going to be way stronger in, in this fight. Uh, as far as skills go, I don't know. Blanchfield might be a slightly better grappler, but I don't think that it's a big enough advantage to to weigh out or to outweigh the uh, the physical advantages that that Andrade has in this fight and the experience that Andrade has at this level. So the fact that this is dropping down under minus one thirty, I think it's kind of nuts. I get that it's short notice. But we're talking about someone that's been there, been in there with only the top 10 and top five fighters across multiple divisions against someone who's never been in there with a top 10 fighter in any division. So I got to go with Jessica Andrade. Sean's going with Jessica Andrade. Consensus this week is Jessica Andrade. And, uh, you know, we give those out based on the, the bet online lines. So it's minus 129 right now. That is the consensus bet of the week. Saving it for the main event because it's uh, honestly, other than the hilarious fights, it's one of the only, probably the only good fight on this card. Um, just a, uh, a whole mess from top to bottom. But 
Hopefully Jessica Andras will be there at the end of the day to save the day. And that's going to do it for us. Uh, we managed to stay right around an hour. You know, we, we had a little fun, got off the, the beaten path a little bit as we do on this show, but that will do it for this week's edition of the MMA analysis. We'll be back next week. Question mark. I never know yep. when the next card is. I, I don't look ahead I'm a man who likes to live in the moment, Sean. Um, it's, it's another rough one uh, <laughs> next week. Surprise, surprise, with a, a main event of Nikita Krilov taking on Ryan Spam. Nikita Krilov, you mean the future 2023 light heavyweight champion, Nikita Krilov? That is correct. We're we're I. This is the start of it right here. So yeah. we'll see. You guys know what side I'm going to be on in that fight. But you'll have to tune in next week to see where the rest of the guys stand. That will do it for us. Check out the Hammer Betting Network, the Hammer.bet, for your other sports needs. Uh, We don't do that stuff. I mean, Sean does the hockey. I do the lacrosse. But we we try and keep those within the inner circle, if if you know what I mean. Um, So we will see you guys next week. But until then, enjoy the fights. Enjoy the fights.